Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. This teaching is from the series, The Advent, which was taught to help us celebrate Advent in 2020. Advent is a time to reflect upon the coming of Christ and how He is the source of true hope, peace, love, and joy. We hope this helps you understand and apply God's Word in your life today. share briefly tonight a few things regarding um, the advent of Christ and what all of this means that we've been focusing on during Advent and then specifically what we're talking about tonight. And again, uh, and some of you have, have not been here with us, but we, we've taken the last four weeks, the different elders in our congregation have taught each week on hope, peace, love, and joy. And if you think about those things, they're a pretty good description of a true, real life and real blessing. That's what a, a good, blessed life would look like. And if you think of a life that is bereft of hope, peace, love, or joy, that would be an existence that would hardly be worth uh, living. And the reason that these are the focus during Advent is the proclamation of the gospel is that Jesus has brought these to us now and forever. And I'm going to look and read right now Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, which isn't a typical Christmas text, but I want you to hear how all of these are woven together in this particular text, and we'll talk about what it means for us. So in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5, the Word of God tells us, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering because we know suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And so I want to take just a, a brief period of time and look at this to, to help us kind of focus on what the Advent means and as we're finishing 2020 and looking forward to 2021. And the first thing that Paul would tell us is what we're talking about is true, full life from the triune God. The, the Christian teaching regarding who God is is that there is only one God, but he eternally exists as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And true life is the overflow of the life and the relationship, the eternal life and eternal relationship of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And notice here in Romans chapter 5, you can see that Paul brings up God, the Father. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God. And this is brought to us as it's poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, the entire Trinity, are involved in our salvation. 
And so when we're talking about hope, peace, love, and joy, we're not just talking about something that is kind of temporal and maybe it happens and maybe it doesn't. We're talking about something that has been the plan of the Trinity and the work of the Trinity from all eternity. The Father loved and chose us before time began. The Son loved us and came to save us. The Spirit loved us and applied the plan of the Father and the work of the Son to us. And so this hope, peace, love, and joy that Paul brings up in this passage are not something in passing. It is the overflow of the life of the Trinity. It's a very important thing to understand. One of the things that's been tough for us this year is the feeling of isolation. The feeling of not being able to be with the people that we love and care for uh, and spend time with them. And part of the reason for that is we are made relational, communal beings because we are created in the image of the Trinity. And life is the overflow of the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit eternally lived. They eternally loved they internally enjoyed relationship with one another. And creation, everything that exists, is actually just the overflow of the vibrant, joyful life of the Trinity. When a relationship is as deep and vibrant and joyful and full of life and meaning as the relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it overflows and what comes out is creation. And then humanity is created in the image of this triune community, and we are invited into a living, joyous relationship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God did not make us to keep us at arm's length. He made us to actually, and you will understand this, given what you're doing right now, we were not created to look like this. We were made to know God face to face. And so we felt a sense of loss because we're not seeing each other that way and we feel cut off. And the fall of humanity is actually our rejection of the invitation to join into this community, to join into this Trinitarian life and relationship. And that's why the fall led to such sorrow and pain and alienation. When we rejected that invitation, instead of hope, there was despair. Instead of peace, there was conflict. Instead of love, there came to be hatred. And instead of joy, there was absolute sorrow. But God did not leave us in that state. The coming of Jesus and the redemption that he brings is not a new plan, but it's the restoration of what God had always planned. When Jesus comes and what we're singing about tonight, the story we heard Myrtle recount and that we're singing in these songs is because what God had planned, Jesus came to execute, and it is God, re he's picking the invitation we've thrown into the mud up and he's wiping it off and he's saying the invitation is still here. You are still invited into the life and joy of the Trinity. Christ has come that we might have true life. And it's not only true life, it is full life. 
So notice here in the passage in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5, we not only have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but we have these four themes that we've been talking about during this time. Peace, rejoicing, which is just the verbal form of joy. It's the same word. Hope and love. All four of these. This is the result of the coming of Christ. Paul is telling us, because Jesus has come and we are now back restored in life, or if you have thought about it and it just seems kind of old, I want to encourage you tonight. I want to stir you up that you would have full, abundant, overflowing life. He has come so that our lives may be full of abundant hope and peace and love and joy, no matter what our circumstances, even when it's been a year like 20. 20. And so Paul here is telling us that Jesus has come and why we celebrate this each year is because he's come to give us true full life now and eternally. Now the most important aspect is that he's come to give us true full life eternally because it wouldn't matter how good my life was now if eternally I dwelled without hope, peace, love, and joy. That would be a bad trade. But he's come to make sure that we have it eternally. So notice Paul tells us in verses 1 and 2 that we, we have been justified through faith and we have peace with our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Notice that phrase. Paul's saying because our relationship with God is reestablished, there is a hope that comes in that hope is regarding the glory of God. Now, that is not a hope that God is somehow going to become glorious again. He never ceased to be glorious. The hope is that because Jesus has restored me one day, I'm going to see the face of God. And Paul tells us literally, this is a, this is a big thing in the Scripture, we will see him face to face. What we're not getting to do this year we're going to be able to do not just with one another that we're going to see each other. We're going to see God. Friends, that, that's beyond our description. It's what the human soul was made for, is to see the face of God. But ever since the fall, we've not been able to see the face of God, but we know now that we will see the face of God. We have the hope of the glory of God, that we're going to see God. And actually, Paul in another passage tells us that that glory is going to rest on us, that it is going to dwell in us. Because Jesus has come, we may live eternally with God, seeing him and experiencing him for all eternity. And I say again, face to face, not in a mirror, not behind a veil, not with decreasing glory, but clearly face to face as God is and the glory that vibrates through us in that moment will grow day by day by day. This is the gospel of life. And the good news in these verses is we are justified and we receive all of this not because of what we did, but because of what Jesus did. 
there would be no point in coming out here and singing if it were about what we've done because that would be just a bunch of sad songs, okay? I like the blues, but I wouldn't want to come in here and sing the blues about how bad we've messed everything up, okay? That's all we could sing. This is all by what Jesus has done, and it's all that's required of us is we simply come in faith, trusting God and in his grace alone. And so if we have some friends who've wandered in tonight and you know, are not normal members of our congregation, and for all of us who are here and people who are listening online, I want to urge you more importantly than anything else tonight is if you have never received the grace of God that gives eternal life, I urge you to look to Jesus Christ. This is what it's about. I had so much fun today seeing my grandkids get to open up presents and finding out what I had bought them, thanks to my wife. Um, I enjoyed being with them all day and doing all of that, but that's not what Christmas is really about. It's really about the astounding fact that when the Holy Trinity invited us into the most amazing relationship and community and dance and experience in all of creation, and we trampled that and threw it on the ground and counted it as nothing, that Christ came and re-extended the invitation to you and me. That's an amazing thought. And so that is ours, and it's there, uh, it is ours eternally. But secondly, I want to encourage us that it is also ours now. God wants us to be able to experience it now, even in the midst of a year like this. So notice he tells us at the end of verse 2, we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. So notice Paul says, Hey, this hope that I'm talking about, that Jesus is coming, that we celebrate, it's not just about the sweet by and by. We can rejoice even in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And so Paul says, even in the midst of our sufferings, and I remind you, the Apostle Paul is somebody who understood suffering. He probably is looking down on us right now at our difficulty with 2020 and probably saying something along the lines of, buckle up, buttercup. This is not quite what you think it was. Have you received 39 lashes? Have you been beaten with rods? Have you been stoned to death? This is what I had, and I'm telling you, in the midst of all of that, I have joy. I have hope because it's not based on my circumstances. It's based on what God has done for me. So rather than suffering producing despair, because Christ has come, we can have joy even in our suffering. Rather than suffering destroying us, it makes us stronger and actually produces character in our life. Notice the chain Paul's got there. Rather than suffering wearing us down, the picture is we're getting stronger and better. Rather than suffering ruining us and destroying our character, it actually is refining our character and making it better. And he says at the end of it, rather than suffering making us hopeless, it can stir up deeper hope in our hearts as we long and we look for the eternal day when there is no suffering when there is no sickness, when there is no sin, when there is no death, when we don't have to elbow bump 
but we can hug one another. We can see God face to face. But notice the last point that Paul makes. Because he's not saying you get this by just intellectually figuring it out. This actually happens when we receive from the Holy Spirit each day as he pours God's love into our hearts. Notice, hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So I want to encourage you this Christmas season. Tomorrow morning, I don't know what else your day looks like, but I do know this. When your eyes pop open, the Holy Spirit inside you is there and says, me, the Father, and the Son are waiting. We are here to commune with you. You need hope. I'm here to give you hope. You need peace. I'm here to minister peace. You need love. I am the love of God poured out into your heart and your soul. You need joy. I am here to give you joy. So if you are a believer, I urge you this Christmas season, every day, come to God. Every day, come before him and let the Spirit work. Hope, peace, love and joy. I hope you all have been enjoying the, the daily devotions. I, I have enjoyed and been fed so much every morning as I open up and I look at the devotion and I'm just being fed by the, all the guys that are sharing the scripture. I encourage you to do that, but let's do that every day. They, they end in two days, mine's tomorrow and then Simeon's, uh, and then they'll be over. But I encourage you, come before God every day. He wants to speak to you from the word. And he wants to let us know we don't have to let circumstances swallow up our hope, our peace, our love, and our joy. Christ has come, and the Holy Spirit has been poured out on you and me so that the Spirit's work can swallow up your circumstances rather than your circumstances swallowing up your hope. And so I want to encourage us tonight to do this. And what we're going to... In a moment, we're going to do the, the candle lighting. And I just want to remind you, as we're doing this, and we're going to be kind of passing this candle around, that number one, we are inside and not outside. Um, the hope, the peace, the love, and the joy, these four things that we've got on the signs up here, they are ours in Christ. The reason we celebrate is they are ours now and eternally. And if we did not have those, try to imagine for a moment a life with no hope, no peace, no love, and no joy. I challenge you, I don't even think it's possible for a human being to imagine that. Our, our mind can't go to that place. And the good news is we need never be in that place because Christ has come to assure us that we will have these and the Spirit wants to work in us each day so that we can receive this light in, in the midst of a, of a dark time. It's a challenging time and I suspect, I'm not a prophet, I suspect 2021 is going to look pretty similar to 2020. We've still got more of this ahead, but the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you and me. He doesn't want us to try and put it on pause and wake me up when all this ends. 
He wants to walk with us through this and strengthen it in us. And so uh, the team's going to come back on the stage, and we're going to sing Silent Night. And as we do so, I'm going to take this light and start passing it around. And in the metaphor, I want to encourage you. Tonight, let the Holy Spirit minister the light of hope, peace, love, and joy to you. And then promise, oh Lord, in the coming days, I'm going to do exactly what I'm doing tonight. When you're giving me hope, I'm going to pass it on. When you extend peace to me, I'm going to pass it on. When love comes my way, I'm giving it. Lord, you're going to fill me with joy, and I'm going to be joy in the midst of circumstances of sorrow. May the hope, peace, love, and joy of God and his kingdom, which are yours in Jesus Christ, fill your hearts and homes throughout this season, and may God spread them through you to this hurting world. Go forth blessed and be a blessing. Through Jesus Christ, he has come, my friends. Amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. For more teachings and resources, please visit www.brcc.church.